are listening to Gizmonic Institute's radio. In the not too distant future, on no specific date, there were two guys with a mutual love of MST3K. They were on their way to watch a favorite show, but then things went bad as they tend to go. When they woke up, they were surprised to find they had been kidnapped by a scientist and launched into the sky. Now they're stuck in space until they've watched every episode of the show. That's the only way that Dr. Odd says he'll ever let them go. Now we invite you to join our heroes as they travel both near and far. Podcasting their grand adventures while hurtling through the stars. It's time for Cosmonic Institute's radio. So, I, uh, I've been thinking, Renee. Yeah, what's um, up? We have a lot of clam juice up here which we talk about and lament um all the time Mm -hmm. are you familiar with the aphorism um when life gives you lemons make lemonade i'm not familiar with the aphorism okay uh well um thank you for making fun of the way i pronounce words but uh essentially i figure we should take the fact that we have a whole bunch of clam juice and not a lot else and do our best to turn it into something more fun. Like, uh, okay, so check this out. Okay. You ready? Uh, yeah. I've taken some clam juice. I've squatted down. I'm I'm listening with all my mind. I don't know why you're squatting like I'm that. It's making my, me very uncomfortable. I'm holding my hands and fists. I know. It's it's kind of like it's like you're <laughs> modeling for a Donkey Kong box art. Exactly. From the okay. 90s. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go quick. Um, so I've taken some clam juice. All right. And I've put it on some aluminum plating. Mm-hmm. Spread it across. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how it's viscous and doesn't really run too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put that in the airlock. And mm-hmm. made sure it's secured, and then I opened the airlock mm-hmm. until the the cold vacuum of space froze the clam juice onto the aluminum plating. Okay. Then, using one of these drywall scrapers, which we have a lot of these, I have no idea why, mm-hmm. um, I am doing that kind of like trendy ice cream thing where I just take it and I, I, I scrape off a layer of the clam juice, and it kind of curls around itself. Because, it, I mean, honestly, it is a little bit more similar in consistency to, I would say, milk than it is, like, water. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a, like a kind of ice cream clam juice log. It's kind of like... Hey, wait a second. Did, did, did someone say ice cream clam juice? I did. I, ice cream clam juice log. Did you just wake up, Dr. Rod? Yeah, it was actually, uh, I think I might have been in a coma. <laughs> yeah, you've been actually laying on the floor for hours. Yeah, yeah. like, man. I've never how long, seen how long so have I been still. laying down there? Yeah. How, oh, what's your sleep debt look like these days? My sleep what? Sleep debt. You know, like, how when you don't sleep, you go into sleep yeah, debt? Yeah, if, if you don't have a staycation, you're going to get sleep debt. Oh, I thought you said sleep death, which is no. basically <laughs> what I felt like I've been in. Yeah. It, it looked like that's what you were in. Pretty much, that's what I'm worried about. I was in a mild coma there. But uh, my sleep debt, uh, I'd say not as bad as my actual crushing debt. That's fair. How can you have <laughs> debt? You have, you've inherited my fortune, more or less. Well, I mean, look, uh, the term fortune is pretty relative. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I had made I a mean, lot of choice investments right before I left. I didn't have a whole lot in there, but by this time, I must be worth millions. Well, look, clam juice, not free. Uh, the bologna, admittedly, mostly free. You know what? We wouldn't need so much clam juice if Jeff wasn't using it to make 
body horror ice cream. Listen, yeah, well, let's right. make an island. Yeah, yeah, let's get back to that. I was pretty excited about clam juice ice cream. I mean, I, I woke up, I got, the, uh, I got a real hankering. Yeah, okay, well, what I've done is I've taken the rolls of, uh, like, fr- frozen clam juice kind of ice cream, and uh, I've taken it, and I've, I've uh, put it around a popsicle stick, um, which I guess makes it more of kind of a clam juice ice cream popsicle. So you're just saying when life gives you clam juice, make clam juice popsicles? Well, no, that's not make the clamsicles. only thing I've made. <laughs> yeah, they're clamsicles. 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 So uh, another thing, are, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I call this uh, clam juice. I'm not squatting now. I'm just standing. But my hands are still in fists. Yes, so they go are. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, they're, your hands are normally in fists. That's quite yeah. often the case. Yes. Um, so, clam juice flatbread. You're thinking, well, how are you making flatbread? See, I was hoping that you would be moving away from food. Like, maybe you could use clam juice as some sort of, like, plasma infusion oh, I'm in getting case you there. die. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but let me tell you about clam juice flatbread. So, you know how the clam juice kind of... Uh, turns into some sort of a gelatin as it kind of dries. Yes. I'm still listening, but it's, I'm walking over it's here. Like yeah. it's, uh, it's part of its natural evolution, if yeah. you will. Like, yeah, yes. like a Pokemon. It's like its chrysalis form. Yeah. I'm not facing you, but I'm listening. Clam juice has evolved into clam gel. Correct. That's, that would be the Pokemon evolution. So I've taken this clam juice, and I've, I've, I, or I've taken this piece of cardboard, rather, and I've soaked it in clam juice. Um, and then I put it on top of your space heater in your room um, for about 36 hours until it really kind of gelatinized and soaked through this, this cardboard. And not only uh, did it, it kind of concentrate the clam juice within the cardboard because any excess liquid has gone off, but it also softened the cardboard. And if you'll just uh, you know, take a bite of the slice that I'm, I'm handing you here. Wow, that no. looks so good. No. Please, come on, come on, He's come on. He's wiping it on my face. Open up for the airplane. No. Open up. Mm, see? <laughs> see? Isn't that good? No, it's not. Imagine if we had, like, some garlic or basil or something. Yeah, it looks delicious. Like, maybe, yeah. hey, hey, why don't you grind up some of that bologna over there? Oh, Put that on idea. there. Call, yeah. Call United, because I want to get kicked off of this airplane. Well, it's a spaceship, but... No, no, no! You made oh, the, the one that I the, yeah. the one I landed near. Oh, I see. Okay, it was There's, a joke. It's okay. I get it. You, you I can get laugh it. at it. It kind of when you take it, you and you grind up the little bologna on there. You crumble it on there. It's kind of like uh, like those those ice cream bars you get in school when you're a kid. Oh, like yeah. a dilly dally, the dilly bar, crumble bar. Yeah, like like the clam bars. Yeah, like oh wait, no, you had actual clam bars as a kid. Yeah, with the bologna on them. Yeah, well, you, we, I keep forgetting that you grew up in an, in an indeterminate time period in some sort of indeterminate Eastern European country. So this all makes sense. Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, so Renee, you were talking about actually. Uh, actually, he's American. Remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, those were different days. Yeah, I mean, in Ohio. also, do you do you trust him? <laughs> do you trust anything the man says? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess other uses for uh, clam juice. Okay. Uh, this one's especially for you. Oh, well, I have one. Oh, okay. All Can right. Can you please uh, I didn't know position? you were experimenting with clam juice the no, same way I was. No, I'm just brainstorming. Okay. So, uh, so assume the position. Uh, oh, right. Let me crouch and put my hands in fists. All right, you look ready. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there used to be a feature on some late night television show. I can't remember which one it was, but they did Will It Float. Does that ring a bell? Um, was it on uh, David Letterman? I think it. Maybe or was it, it on? I think maybe. Uh, Letterman. I think it was a uh, Dateline. 
Was it was it sixty minutes? Well, I don't care what show it was on. But <laughs> was my, it sixty nine minutes? Twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty? <laughs> was it four twenty? Is that nice. we can do? Will it float and okay. put clam juice into more clam juice? So you're just mixing clam juice with clam juice. Yeah, but maybe some of the clam juice will float. Maybe some of it won't. Is this sort of like? Are you making? Are you now inventing two percent clam juice and skim clam juice? Pardon. <laughs> like like. Wait, was this show? Was this show? USA. All night. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, how'd you pronounce that again? One more time. It was called USA. Up. All night. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't think it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was actually The Bachelorette. It was. There's a-, a scene where they're on a date at a restaurant, and then the waiter comes over, sc- scoots over on his t- on his chest at a skateboard. Yeah. And uh, then he has a rose in his teeth, and he mm-hmm. drops the rose into the soup. Yeah. And then they watch it sink, and that means that their love won't Oh, that's right. Like the soup dogs. was made of clam juice. Yeah. How could we forget? Yeah. That's my favorite episode the of The Bachelor. The clam juice soup episode, yeah. 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 That's it's classic, classic 90s. Um, well, here's here's another one of my uh, uh, clam inventions. This one's specifically for you. Okay, I'm, um, I'm about halfway in between the two. So I have, uh, I have figured out how to dry sheets of clam juice. Now, this is past the gelatin stage. Um, and actually, if if you feel this is kind of like a, a linen papery, so is kind this of? why you didn't have time to uh, uh, sort the water bottles the other day? I mean, one of the reasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So no, 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 no. Seems cool. legit. Yeah. Seems no, legit. No, no, yeah. To be honest. I, you said you were busy, mm-hmm. and so uh, I'm glad to know you're doing something so important with your time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so feel the surface. It feels kind of like linen-y paper. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Okay, well, see, uh, what I've done is I, I've, I've sort of then uh, extrapolated that into kind of its base parts and made it into kind of almost like a little bit of uh, a fabric-y kind of cotton structure. And then I've recondensed it into these, uh, you know, kind of cotton... Are you making paper towels or tampons? I'm making what I call clampons. Okay, okay, okay. Um, And this is a functional thing. mm -hmm. We can also use them for if, you say, one of us gets a gunshot wound. Yeah. We can use it to stop the bleeding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I saw that on Discovery Channel. They take the clam juice and they put it in a turkey baster and they just (laughs) squirt it right in there. (laughs) Bullet whistle. True modern medicine. When you were going for paper towels, I just wanted to relate mm-hmm. to you a quick story that has nothing to do with anything or anyone. Okay. But you know, there's that brand of paper towels called Bounty. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I knew about Bounty when I was a child was that, that was what assassins got for killing you. Oh. Um, That's a weird thing to know about Bounty. That's so I kind of thought Bounty paper towels was pretty threatening. And then it has that really buff dude on the He's cover. He's a lumberjack, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, he was an assassin. And right. I was very confused about why they went with... With that particular vocation for their marketing, he's team. a lumberjack dresses or an assassin dresses a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, all right. Man, you're I gonna like hate it. like going like stay far, far away from any kind of like field or field and stream or Cabela store. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, or you're gonna be real scared. There's a lot of bounties. Assassins there. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lot of yeah, to- burly men in plaid flannels. Mm-hmm. Assassins rocking broad, about in broad daylight. Yeah, one of them's trying to kill you. Well, we should do an audio log, um, but I've got a few more uh, clam juice and some bologna uh, related products uh, to kind of pitch on you. Can't uh, wait. Pitch to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're so excited. Uh, let's do an audio log. This is the audio log for MST3K Season 4, Episode 8, Hercules Unchained. There are no chains in this Hercules. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I mean, other than 
the incoherent plot, which is some sort of a metaphorical chain on Hercules. I loved this episode. Yeah, I did too. I really liked it. I this liked is it. one of the best ones we've seen in a while. So. It is. It was a uh, it was a charming film, um, and uh, there are a lot of reasons I liked. It. We'll get into that. But let's talk about the episode, shall we? Sure. The uh, pre-commercial segment um, is uh, Joel is telling everyone that it's wash and wax day for the bots, mm-hmm. which uh, I think is like a bath day for them. Yes, but this is a very confusing skit. Yes. Not least because. Okay, there seems to be kind of a rift that they're like children or dogs and that some yeah. of them like bath time, so some of them hate bath time. Yeah. But well, they all hate bath time. No, Tom loves bath no, time. No, he was in the he was in the bath time thing and he was complaining the whole oh, part okay. of the segment, yeah. But once he was out, yeah. He, he starts singing songs from hair including White Boys Are Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and the the title the eponymous song <laughs> from hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. Which is I don't. I don't know. Was there a connection there? Is it? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, it it could have been the songs that Kevin Murphy had stuck in his head at that that point of the show. I and suppose just like, so. Hey, sing something. Yeah, I I don't know. That that is weird. It uh, kind of simulated being lost in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of my emotional state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, it, but it was. Uh. It, it kind of does it. I feel like Joel and the bot's relationship is kind of like the relationship between Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, I don't know if you've really read a lot of Calvin and Hobbes, uh, the comic strip. No, I know what it is. Okay. Well, because I've seen the one where uh, uh, they build an army of snowmen and the dad can't go to work. Yeah, okay. And he, and he says, Calvin! Yep, that's one of them. Classic. <laughs> but there's this uh, there's this weird relationship because where... he can't get to work. No, yeah, there there there's an army of snowmen in the back of his car. It's because Calvin built an army of snowmen and now he can't get to work. No, I, I get, you get it. it. Well, see, Calvin and Hobbes is actually one of my it's favorite very comic funny. strips. Okay. Yeah, so let's let's tread lightly on this. I didn't tread <laughs> anywhere because I was blocked by an army of snowmen. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but the, the, in in their relationship, the Calvin and his stuffed tiger Hobbs, there's this. They're they're essentially people who interact with each other with and the snowman. on and snowman, um, on, and then in in their their within Calvin's imagination. But then there are times where they step outside of that, and it you know there's like Hobbs has to go through the washing machine or he has to get like sewn back together when he gets like a, a tear in him or something mm-hmm. and so kind of uh it 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 doesn't really necessarily break the fourth wall but it adds this other layer to their relationship and I feel like Joel and the bots have that similar relationship where do you mean how like sometimes I realized that I could use Smoony to uh eat lemons oh yeah but it was still yeah. a bot mm-hmm. yeah a sentient bot with its own the feelings the spoon that you talk to yeah huh yes Smoony the spoon that you talk to that's your robot friend uh-huh I'm using big air quotes when I say robot and friend <laughs> not sure why but I'll yeah. just smile and keep going that's fair um yeah yeah, so he, he, Joel has this thing. It looks like a, like a big, kind of, it, like a, a shop vac kind of. Yeah, I guess like a giant shop. I thought vac. it was a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Tom Servo's inside it, and the, what he's describing sounds a lot like just putting Tom Servo through a car wash. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which then, I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, mm, no, I don't think I don't think you would. <laughs> well, I guess how hot is how hot or cold is the water, oh, and how bristly are the bristles. <laughs> 
I'm not sure. And also make sure your mouth is closed. Yes, yeah. That was uh, that was a mistake that Tom made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so in the first segment, like you mentioned, Tom is very happily singing uh, songs from the musical Hair. Mm-hmm. And Crow is just, uh, like, pouting because he... And Joel's cleaning off his little uh, lacrosse, uh, <laughs> lacrosse stick helmet thing that he wears on his head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it is his head. He's trying to... Well, it's part of his head. He's trying to... Uh, bribe him with candy bars to make him feel better but mm-hmm. um he just is having none of it because well, he, he hates just cares washing though right day. yeah like you don't wash bots you don't care about exactly yeah uh, and well and print, print that on a t-shirt yeah, you don't wash bots you don't care about yeah that's our new welcome for that nugget of wisdom folks i mean we could just put it on t-shirts and sell them in our store too oh uh, yeah that's yeah. a lot of work just institute radio you don't wash bots you don't care about yeah i like that okay. um then we go to the invention exchange um so the Mads, uh, they've got um, decorator roaches, uh-huh. like essentially like uh, Swatch roaches. They're like, like making fun of like the Swiss watch, Swatch company with a bunch of designer um, decorator watches. Oh. Um, and, the, and these are different. I thought that they were just like Swatches, like you could put them on their, your wall. Uh, maybe I thought it was that, more of I like I thought uh, it was like paint swatches. Yeah, and I thought it was like. Because he's talking uh, about interior design. Mm, I, I think that the Swiss watches angle was one that was maybe birthed in your brain just a few minutes ago. Uh, no, I, I mean, Swatch Roach, well, but they were like individual things. Yeah, that you put on your walls. All right, folks, write in. Tell yeah. us. <laughs> what do you think the Swatch ev- Roaches ev- is? <laughs> Everyone write in to tell yep. Jeff that he's wrong. All right. I'm right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to put a, I don't know, a funny little GIF in there as you mean well. A gif? To uh all right. Everyone write in now. Tell us who's Dahlia right. Renee is wrong. About and, uh, gif gif roaches swatch, swatches. Ro- swatch swatch gifs and gifs. Um uh, in But the, then Steve Reeves pops in. Yeah, uh, Mike Nelson playing the actor Steve Reeves, uh, Hercules from this movie. Um uh, and uh, in a jumpsuit for some reason. He, well I think it. he's supposed to he's in a well he's like the so he's in the jumpsuit for two reasons. One, I think he's supposed to be like the janitor yes. of their their area. They also beefed him up. They yes. just stuffed it. They stuffed the jumpsuit, but in a way that makes him look like what Steve Reeves probably would have looked like then, which was like a formerly really in shape guy who's now <laughs> out of shape. Because <laughs> there was a lot of stuffing around the belly area. Of there the was. Suit. Yeah. There was. So they they did a good job with that. Um, and and yeah. I think Steve Reeves having him show up during the villains the uh, the. The Mads. I'm sorry. I almost called them the odds. The odds. No, that's our. That's, uh, that's our thing. <laughs> uh, the Mads. Uh, put them on a Steve track. So then they start talking about Steve Allen. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's sure Joel in the Steve bots Allen invention was. exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that went right over my head. Yeah. It like okay. So they Joel in the bots invention is the Steve meter. Um, and what it does is it checks your ideas against Steve Allen's ideas. Um, from what they described about Steve Allen, it sounds like Steve Allen is like the early, because I don't know who Steve Allen is either. It sounds like Steve Allen is like the early 90s Elon Musk. And I'm, I am going to look it up, actually. So Steve Allen was a uh, essentially like a television personality, radio personality, musician, composer, actor, comedian, writer, uh, and just all around like kind of creative force. Um so, like, I guess maybe the comparison to Elon Musk is not the uh, the most apt, but it's essentially a guy who just seems to have a lot of good ideas, 
and so the 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 joke of the steve allen meter is that uh you you know if you you point the steve allen meter at something or you read an idea into it and it'll it'll sound an alarm if it's an idea that steve allen has already had Mm -hmm. so you can keep yourself from ripping off steve allen so I wonder if we had the Steve Allen meter, I would put in the idea of, well, Steve Allen's dead, so. I think that's pretty much what the internet is now, because you can be like, you remember when you were a kid and you, you might come up with something and you're like, oh, that's so cool, I bet no one's ever thought of it. Mm-hmm. And now, when you do that as a kid and you look it up, you can see that like 50 other people have thought of right, it, and there's right. prototypes out and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, there's before, a Kickstarter for this idea right, that you had. Yeah. Right, before yeah. you could have just sat there and wonder. And, mm-hmm. uh, and thought you were smart. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, so I think I think the this that was actually pretty forward looking. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, it, if 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 Steve Allen were alive today, I would do the Steve Allen meter on an MST3K fan cast where you watch uh, MST3K episode by episode <laughs> and see if that triggered the Steve Allen meter. But uh, I don't think he. I think he died in 2000. Yeah. Um, according to the Wikipedia page I'm actively reading. So. Uh, yeah. he, was, he was around. He was not around during podcasting, though. Mm. So Steve Allen would have had no podcast ideas. So we're yeah, safe. Yeah, he could have thought of the podcast. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he, he might be the patent troll who's trying to stop podcasting mm-hmm. from beyond the grave. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there's a <laughs> before they press the button to start the movie, um, Doctor Forrester like crushes a roach to try and impress Steve Reeves. Uh-huh. Uh, He's like, he's like, hey, like roach. He's it's like some one liner, like hey, it's a dead roach or something like that. And then like Frank gets really mad about that yeah. and then tackles him. And then uh, so Steve Reeve is the one that sends them the uh, the film, um, which is which is fun. I liked that. I uh, like it when they when they fight. I think that uh, Frank might be a little bit of an animal rights activist. It's he might fun. be, yeah. Well, maybe he's a Prince fan. Maybe he, uh, Dr. Forrester crushed the Prince Roach. Oh. Yeah. So, segment two. Um, hedonism? Yeah, hedon- there, this is, this is a precursor to it for the, uh, the idea of the hedonism bot from uh, Futurama, I yes. think. Uh, Joel is peeling grapes for Tom and Crow. Um, Who are and, reclining. Yes, they're, they're dressed like Greek hedonists. And this is all, uh, a set that Gypsy has set up for a performance. Which is by far my favorite skit in this episode. I was also going to say my favorite Gypsy segment of all time. Yes, I agree with that. I I share it. It's best Um, Gypsy segment of all time. Normally a little derisive about Gypsy, Mm -hmm. but I absolutely... Gypsy comes in, dressed up, uh, is going to perform... Uh, She's got a giant loot, yeah. And uh, she has this giant loot, and she proceeds to sing about a measure and then bang her head as hard (laughs) as she can against the loot. And it makes a very satisfying noise. It is is pure joy Mm -hmm. and wonder. And, in fact, at first I didn't even realize that it was a loot, and I was still (laughs) happy. I was happy even before I got the joke just because I really enjoyed – Watching Gypsy periodically bang her head as hard as she could. Right. Well, and and it's like the weird like flashlight trash can thing that her head's made out of against uh-huh. this like metal loot was just really like it. Like I said, made a really satisfying sound. It's delightful. And it, it's they had this parodying the scene that they just watched in the movie where the uh, the female 
Hercules, I guess not really the female lead because she's not in the movie very much, but Hercules' love interest slash, I guess, wife is is playing kind of an annoying song on a lute. new bride. Yes, his new bride. Um, Segment three, um, Joel and the bots have a, uh, they've got a bottle of the water of forgetfulness, which is another thing from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have other products that are the something of something like the uh i describe them as influential liquids <laughs> that's what my notes say yeah. a lot of influential liquids. a lot of influential liquids happening like the carob shake of pretentiousness mm-hmm. um and the the blizzard of loneliness the dq blizzard of loneliness mm-hmm. they all had fun descriptions with them i remember the blizzard of loneliness description is something about sitting alone on a beach wearing black socks and searching for change by yourself yeah i think they had like a metal detector <laughs> yeah yeah i found yeah. a quarter um, um the fruit stripe gum of stability um right. and then the uh, green bean and french onion casserole of happiness which is that is the the cast of ms33k on full midwestern mode all right uh we get to give each other a drink of drink a okay. drink of word Mm-hmm. Are these ones that were found in the episode? or No, these are ones that we're making, but we have to give them to the other person. Because obviously, if you can do it for yourself, you'd probably be like, the drink of escaping. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I would... I guess that's called alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> I would give you um, the, the high C orange drink of backflips. Oh, cool. Yeah, so you drink and you can just do backflips. I'd love that. Mm-hmm. I would never not be doing backflips. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, um, you couldn't stop if you drank it. That's the, that's the kind of monkey's <laughs> paw. the crux the, of yeah. it. Yeah, the finger and the monkey's paw curls, and then you're just backflipping everywhere. That's your one mode of transportation. I would give you the purple Fanta of unchapped lips. Of unchapped? Oh, so I'd never have chapped lips? Yeah, you just gotta drink that purple Honestly, fun. any liquid other than clam juice, because right now it's I think it's the clam juice of food poisoning is the only liquid we have up here. And it, it must be Fanta, because it's don't you want a Fanta. It's I not, think that's Don't a, you want a Fanta. <laughs> I think that's a, like a slant rhyme that they said for the song. <laughs> don't you want a Fanta? Don't you wanna want a Fanta? Don't I you know wa- they say Fanta, but don't I think Don't you want a Fanta. Don't you want a Fanta? Don't you want a Fanta? I, again, write us in. Tell... <laughs> <laughs> Tell which one of us who you think is wrong or right. It, spoiler, it's going to be me. We're very divided today. We are. There's got to be a okay. point we can unite in. You say Fanta. I, no, you say Fanta. I say Fanta. Uh-huh. Uh, segment four. Um, Joel is reading a book by William Shatner, which is like, like that's not even an important part of the, the thing, but he just looks really involved in reading this book and, by and, William And then Shatner. suddenly embarrassed about it. Right. Which again, I you know, I I don't I've never read a book by William Shatner. I couldn't tell if it was a book by William Shatner or it was a book about William Shatner. It had William Shatner's face Name. on the back cover. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I I believe they don't do that for like you're not going to write a book about like Abraham Lincoln and then put his face on the back cover where the authors were. You'd put his face on the front cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. Um, that's, that's a very small part of the skit. But then uh, the bots come up, and they start asking Joel about, uh, you know, some, some, like, birds and the bees kind of questions. Like, well, so what did Hercules and that lady do all day when, you know, they're hanging around? Again, going with the kind of parent and, mm-hmm. and child role that yep. they sometimes assume. And well, uh, he's not giving them anything. Mm-mm. No quarter well, is given. He says they're, they're telling each other secrets, mm-hmm. and uh, they're eating a lot. <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like... 
it's implied that uh, the bots are kind of gaslighting Joel a little bit. Like they know, but they just want to uh, they just want to hear him say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, you're getting a little uncomfortable there, Joel. Why?" <laughs> it says pretty good. Um, and then the uh, final segment, um, the Joel and the bots are discussing where these movies come from, what makes what why these movies get made. These, very deep stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of. Uh, kind of philosophy uh, of art and that mm-hmm. sort of thing yeah and, and then just like kind of importance of myth geopolitical uh film uh business talk that they that they mm-hmm. kind of go into and it's actually i mean if you're breaking it out of of it being like a fun haha skit for a, a like a comedy show like i think a lot of their discussion is actually kind of interesting about these you know these Big budget foreign film. Very highbrow episode. Yeah, got a lot of references to musicals mm-hmm. and philosophy. Well, yeah, and then Gypsy banging her head into a lute. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. got something for everyone. It's got something for everyone in the whole thing. Mostly just people hitting their heads for my pleasure. Mm, so. That's fair. Um, so, was there anything that you noticed and felt the desire to comment on in this episode, or do you want to go ahead and go to our our favorite riffs? Oh, the episode as a whole? No, well, just just anything particular. Not not talking um, about the the movie necessarily. Uh, Joel had a lot of de- line deliveries that really tickled me. That were just sort of offhand, sort of disappointed remarks. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I really enjoyed that delivery. Okay, a lot. Sometimes he does that but it comes off as more like sleepy somehow yeah yeah uh, and and uh, in this episode everything just came off as sheer genuine disappointment which which is made me so happy it's so nice well i mean it's not nice that he's disappointed no but, like the the idea of of him being disappointed <laughs> tickles me because he's disappointed in this terrible movie um the scene towards the beginning of the movie mm. where there are random shots of Hercules napping. Yep. And it's just like you can just see a little bit of peck and a little bit of tum-tum. Yeah. And uh, and she's singing. Yeah. And yeah. I just had to observe the weirdness of, of those sequence of images. Yeah. Yeah. I was very perturbed by that. It was, it was real weird. Um, they commented about how when he's sleeping his pecks kind of look like rising bread. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, well, it's like if I think of like depicting someone sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, I don't typically think of just like a little golden circle of of man breast yeah. and, and tum tum. Yeah, it was real weird. The shot choices in some of this film were yeah. very weird. The lighting was weird, and yeah, I don't know why that dude was just standing around in a cave, shouting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's talk about our favorite riffs. Okay. You go first. Okay, so um, there's a there's a point um, where there this is this is after Hercules is sleeping in the coach and he wakes up and they're they're riding in this uh, this kind of covered wagon and they're on a road and they're up ahead there's a bunch of uh, like military dudes like Spartans or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Joel goes oh they're tailgating up ahead must be a Packers <laughs> game <laughs> like that one just really tickled. Well, me. and the, it worked because that scene is. The scene has the two horses that are in their carriage, kind of up at the front, kind yeah. of like a mm-hmm. like a POV type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just a bunch of dudes just kind of milling around like they are tailgating. Yeah, it it works on so many levels. I really, really cackled at that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. It That's was a good uh, one. It was really good. Um, another one that got me that involved uh, 
travel. Uh, so he and uh, was it Ulysses that uh, mm-hmm. his, his, his little his, his friend. Um, they're riding out to his, like his own dollar monkey. Yeah, his, his dollar monkey. Um, he's uh, they're riding out to. Uh, he's supposed to like being like proctoring some truce between Thebes and like these two brothers. I, I I don't know. We'll talk about the plot in a little bit, but um, so there's this like heroic horse riding music, and then like you know the the music kind of changes a little bit, and uh, Tom goes, "Oh, well, we must be there. The music's dying down now." Yeah, <laughs> and it's it was like in the context of that scene, it worked really well. It did. It yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the tailgating one as one of my favorites. Um, then, <laughs> sorry. Uh, there's a scene where uh, is it Queen Omphal? Is that how you say it? You know, Omphali. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try it this one. I'm gonna call her Queen Oompa. Okay. Uh, Queen Oompa is very sultry, and she's like, "Come sit here beside me." And they riff. Uh, we'll move your big old leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, yes. And no. that that really, really, really tickled me. Um, another one that just was absolutely wonderful towards the very beginning actually uh, uh, Hercules is talking about how he has his new wife and they cut to a scene of her uh, and she's feeding a horse and uh, they riff uh, hey stop feeding my bride <laughs> and they, the implication is the bride it, was the horse the horse so, yeah. yes yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was wonderful. Um, there were two others that I really liked. Um, one was uh, the two brothers uh, who are trying to, like, essentially fight to take over Thebes are fighting in a mm-hmm. duel. And uh, they, they bots, the bots start riffing, I look like Lucy. No, no I, look I look like th- Lucy. Oh, <laughs> like, I love that Yeah, because they're, they're both kind of red, curly haired. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, it was very good. My favorite uh, one that made me laugh the hardest is... Uh, there are these there's like this uh i don't know like it's it's like hercules friends there it's like ulysses dad they're a bunch of people from ithaca um not new york ithaca greece and uh there's an old guy who's with them who's like i don't know like the grandpa's i don't know he's probably like a doctor or philosopher he's probably supposed to be like some greek philosopher because no he's one of the soldiers grandpa's he's okay. just hanging out he's just hanging out a day um, with his grandson and so they're rescuing uh hercules from this uh, gladiator pit where he's in with a bunch of tigers and uh the old guy's got this like stick that he's just like knocking a bunch of dudes in the head with and every time they uh <laughs> He hit someone in the head. He goes, spare the rod, spoil the child, spare the rod, spoil the <laughs> that child. That really did tickle you. That one amused me, but it didn't get me quite as much as uh, the other. It was just it, like the, the repetitive action of him just like conking all these dudes out with this like little stick that he had was just, uh, I don't know, it got me. It got me. It was good. It was very good. So uh, tell me a little bit about this this film. All right. So the tagline that I'm seeing here is, it's a, I mean, it's not catchy, mm-hmm. but it's not laughably bad or okay. possessing bad punctuation uh, spectacles of massive might beyond any ever known before and that is engraved upon you know the part where the spiked walls are closing and he holds the walls open for like four yeah. seconds yeah mm-hmm. uh, it's engraved upon the walls oh and uh, yeah there might be exaggerating a little bit about uh, how maybe a little bit yeah. good that scene that was uh that was the scene that inspired George Lucas to put the trash compactor scene in uh, the original Star Wars A New Hope yeah. No, I don't think that's actually true. No, I'm sure that's true. It's some some IMDb lore that we should add, like some trivia. 
George Lucas saw this movie and immediately had the idea for the trash compactor scene in Star Wars. That's not that far off from the trivia that seems to be on the IMDb page. Okay, that's fair. Um, like, one of the goofs that they have listed is, like, at one point, a whip is held in the left hand, and then you look it back, and it's in the right hand. It's like, well, you, you could... Wow. You could change hands. Yeah, no, you could. And also, like, someone paid a lot of attention to this movie. Like, <laughs> way more than I think any other human has. Well, and another person complained that when Hercules bends and then straightens the... Uh, the iron torch stand yeah, that yeah. they don't he doesn't straighten it all the way and then when he puts it back it's straightened all the way which is a riff in the movie mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um, and it's also not straightened all the way when he puts it back so that like because i i was also yeah looking it was at still that. a little bendy yeah it was yeah. less bendy than he had originally left true it, maybe ulysses I cannot find anything within me to care no uh-uh Again, whatsoever like yeah this is like i mean this is like somebody have you have a a pizza right, mm-hmm. and then you drop it on a dirty floor, and then you pick the pizza up and it's covered in like dog hair and like mud and stuff, uh-huh. and then someone's like, mm, "I don't really like olives." Like, <laughs> like, okay, I mean you're missing kind of the larger point here, but it's nice that uh, that works really well. I love that. Good uh, job. Thank you. Uh, and then also they, one of the quotes that's featured on the IMDb, and I agree, is wonderful, uh, is Hercules saying, "I'm so sleepy, I can't seem to keep awake." And uh, as the bots pointed out, yeah, that's what happens when you're sleepy; <laughs> you don't keep awake. That was such a weird scene. So let's talk about this movie a little bit. Um, like, that was such a weird scene because I think it was like he was supposed to be teaching his friends a lesson because they wouldn't let him drive the cart like fast. And mm-hmm. so he's like, well, I'm just going to go back and sleep then. He's like, my wife might be get kidnapped and harmed in a lot of really bad ways by this guy, but... uh, But I need to scare I her into to... letting me drive fast. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I think the things that we learned from this movie was that Hercules was a terrible person mm-hmm. who didn't care about anyone or yep. anything and had a pretty good time. Yep. And every now and then got really angsty and yelled at the gods and cursed him. I mean, he was like... He's the son of Zeus and like a human, right? That's he, the. He had some evil Spider-Man moments, you know, when yeah. Spider-Man starts going bad, he starts putting on all the eyeliner and stuff. No, uh, I don't remember. It's the third Spider-Man movie with yeah, Tobey Maguire. I didn't see Spider-Man three. Spider-Man. Um, no, but like in in I was gonna say in real life, but Hercules is a myth. But like uh, his backstory is that he's like, uh, isn't he? Zeus's son, yeah, with like a, a uh, human, right? A, a human, half god, half human. I think human. so. Yeah, he's like Inuyasha. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> nerd, nerd. And I think Inuyasha's half demon. So that well, that's okay. He was the really son of Zeus and the uh, yeah, an immortal Alchemini. Uh, Alchemini. Maybe that's where alchemy comes from. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's uh, that sort of fits in. I guess maybe the uh, the attitude because all of the Greek gods were generally terrible people. I mean, they were people, but they were generally terrible. Yeah, I mean, they weren't nice. No, they certainly weren't nice. And and a lot of the mythical figures were also they'd spend a lot of time whining and like lamenting their own fate. You know, it's kind of like Kratos going around like you know killing what? people and screaming. 
Yeah, it's an underappreciated skill in today's world, lamenting. Yeah, yeah. I think there are plenty of people out there lamenting lots of stuff. Perform a lament. Yeah. Go um, ahead. Oh, oh, goodness, this clam juice. The gods have cursed us <laughs> with just this juice of the clam. <laughs> Is that a good lament? That was a wonderful lament. Thank you. I've been practicing <laughs> because that's literally what I do every morning when I wake up and realize right. we just have clam juice. Polite response to someone asking you to do a lament. Would you like to do a lament? Thank you. Okay. okay. <clears throat> oh, hi thee to thine furthest reaches of dreams where thou drinkest full of the waters of forgetfulness for I desire to forget this life of being trapped upon a ship with someone who is named Jeffrey. Okay. I you know, I liked the poetic nature of it. Thank um, you. Didn't like necessarily being personally attacked in your lamentation, but I understand and uh, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. I was actually going to say uh, with only one Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> it'd be so much better if there were 10 of you. Oh, yeah, I'll bet you would just have a, a heyday. Does it have any effects <laughs> on my, uh, my score there? Nope, still uh, an 8 out of 10. Uh, come on. No. Can I get extra credit? Now you're trying to bribe the teacher. Can I get extra now credit? Now 7 out of 10. <laughs> no! <laughs> All right. I'll leave it well enough alone. All right, that's fair. Um, do you want to, uh, you, is it, whose turn is it to do a 20 second recap? Is it mine? I think you might have done the last one. You know what? I'll do it. I'll do it this time anyway. I think you do 90% of the 20 second All right, fine. Recaps. You can do it. Even if you did it last time, you can do it again. You ready? All right. On your mark, get set, 20 second recap. Wait, am I allowed to say I don't know? Hang on. Uh, nope, it's already started. Hercules has a wife mm-hmm. and a friend. And he goes away for some reason, and he drinks waters of forgetfulness, and then he gets like hooks up, and then he leaves her, and then she commits suicide, and then he goes back home, and there's a big battle, and then he loses. Nope. Oh, 19 seconds. But I messed it up. He actually wins. Well, yeah, but you still did a mostly good recap. No one knows really what happens in this I mean, movie. on a deeper level, whether he wins or loses, that's, right. that's the question. That's I mean, true. I think I put in the deeper uh, meaning. Well, I don't think really Hercules you know wins he just kind of assists yeah. but like yeah he's not Assist. yeah he <laughs> he's assisting them and i was thinking about this because i i feel like we both um before we rate this movie i i think i feel like we both liked it okay you know i i think it was uh well actually let's go into rating this movie yeah, I was I'm gonna gonna, say, don't speak for me yeah okay i'm here's here's how i feel about this movie um as a movie i would give it like a four out of ten um, but I feel like it was a very good subject for an MSD3K episode. And here are several reasons why. Um, one, it's lighthearted and dumb. Um, it's like like there are scenes where like Hercules is pretending to sleep just to teach people a lesson. Or uh, there's also a lot of spectacle. This is you know back when you would have like like hundreds, if not thousands, of extras for an entire mm-hmm. battle scene. Like uh, there's a lot of dumb action that happens uh, mm-hmm. that you know th- there's there's riffable material but one of the reasons I think it works and I, and I was thinking about this because Star Crash had a lot of the same kind of stuff that this movie had but I didn't like Star no, Crash didn't as like much Star- no, same. they were also equally and the, one of the reasons I didn't like Star Crash because it was almost the plot was nearly unintelligible um, and the plot of this movie was also it's unintelligible. Pretty close, yeah. Um, but 
I think that the the kind of saving grace, and again, why this makes a good MST3K episode, is because it it's borrowing from this Western mythology that we're all we all have a at least you know I I'm not going to speak for we all, but a lot of people have a baseline knowledge of okay, we know who Hercules is, we know who. You mean some we of don't these, know who Star Pants is or whatever that guy's name was? Oh yeah, no. Like because it's it's the same thing. It's this it's just like space mythology that I know, someone has but made like up. I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, making yeah. a joke. And, it's okay. No, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I was I was in the middle of delivering a monologue. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. No, but uh, so we you know we all know who these uh, these mythological characters uh, are, and it gives us a point of reference that allows us to kind of it, not necessarily follow the incomprehensible plot of the movie more clearly but it gives us these points of references to make us feel like we're not entirely lost like if if someone had shown up and been like i'm uh aries god of war like we'd be like okay cool it doesn't make any sense why this person is here or even if he'd been like i'm aries like then we we could be like oh yeah that's the god of war that's why this makes sense as opposed to if like someone showed up in uh in Starcraft is like I'm Flea Florp and, and then all the characters just react we're like a, oh Flea Florp yeah sure Flea Florp it's you know he's here now like kind of confusedly so um, yeah I, I, but as a, as a film again this is incomprehensible um, it's dubbed so like the plot makes probably even less sense uh, you know the big practical special effects are kind of interesting especially with all the extras but it I don't feel like this would be a good movie. I was impressed that they, it looked like they had a real boat. Yeah, no, I think they had several real boats. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of money that went into making We've this We've seen a lot of movies film. where they're just toys. Yeah, that is true. Well, those, those are mostly boats that are being destroyed <laughs> when, when we see those. This was a boat that, that men were actually rowing. So that may be the difference. But, yeah, I, I this movie was not good. But for an MST3K episode, it was good. So I, I give the movie 4 out of 10 rating. What about you? I, this is a movie I could actually imagine watching even if it wasn't Rift. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I I mean, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things wrong with it. Sure. Um, But it was... I felt like if I could understand the dialogue a little bit better, if the audio were a little bit better quality, I would yeah. understand more of the plot. Because a lot of it was just, like, being explained by an old man shouting in a cave, and it just sounded yeah. like... There was the scene where the old man was shouting in the cave. He right. was the, the wizard of exposition. And then, and then, then you know, Hercules was like, oh, really? <laughs> um, Maybe he didn't know what was going on. He That's understand. why he did such a bad job of saving the day. Um... But uh, you know, I I I love ancient Greek, ancient Roman, mm-hmm. all that that good stuff. Um, that that sort of genre. I love the costumes. I love the sets. I love and like you said, the action scenes are actually somewhat watchable. Some yeah. of the special effects were decent. Uh, the music was fun. Yeah. Um. So I I would give this movie a six out of ten. Okay. Yeah, agreed. Feeling agree pretty again. generous. What about this episode? What do you give this episode? I as love an MSC3K this episode. episode. Yeah, I thought that the pacing was amazing. There are riffs sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. that were the kind that make me made me laugh really, really hard for a long, long time. The skits were good. This one's really high. This is one of my favorites. This is going to be a nine out of ten. Okay. I think I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, th- yeah. This is a good starter episode. Um, it. 
you know, it's it's not perfect. You know, they're like the only way this could have been, I think, a perfect episode if they would have had a really great short in front of this film. Oh yeah, that would have been because that that always just kind of like ups the the rating for me, uh, at least in number. If there's a good short, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like I feel like this is a good starter episode for people, um, and you know we say that pretty often, but uh, I don't think we've had one for a while that is like one you could kind of you know show when you've got your friends over or something and you know so like if you got pals who are into uh like greek myth or you know stuff like that just be like hey check out this cool episode of this i think it would work i think it would be a good start episode and it's just a fun solid episode to go back to like you said the skits are great the uh there there were those kind of laugh out loud riffs but there were a lot of riffs uh, you know a lot of times it's it's easy to sit and watch an episode and just be like uh just be like yeah it, it was a good joke like but that there were several that actually elicited you know just like little <laughs> like like chuckles out of yeah them. Um, i mean there's a good variety of the different types of jokes like, yes yeah there was you know there was really highbrow there was really lowbrow mm-hmm. there was like punny yeah there was um just like it was across the board right and and again it has to do i think a lot with the fact that we're you know the the familiarity that people have with the idea of right. like ancient greek culture i mean they they jokingly call the character like feces uh like well and like the- and, and, and that doesn't make sense unless you're familiar with like you know other uh, like the all of all of these sums of the parts have to kind of come together kind of the 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 contrast too with the, like the seriousness of the genre yes yeah yeah how yeah it was it was not intended to be a comedy but it was definitely a, a very comedic like <laughs> there's just like there's so many weird parts like when ulysses is like like joyously rolling around on the bed and then like chases the concubines out of the room mm-hmm. after hercules gets his mind like it was just weird it was a weird movie but you know it's cool you want to read some letters i'd love to read letters all right so every time we record a new uh episode we put out a call for letters on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash radio let's you like to call them let's instead of letters okay um so (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm i'm thinking about what i'm gonna say next and it didn't really (laughs) it didn't really land with me until like way after uh so yes you can call them let's if you want that's fine um but yeah, so this week uh, I'm asking for I asked for stuff about Hercules Unchained and also uh, which Greek myth that you would want to be best friends with, which I think who who's the Greek myth you would want to be best friends with? Oh gosh, I don't know of any of them. You, you don't. And we were just talking earlier about how most of them are jerks. Yeah, yeah. Um, you go for it. How about you know I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go straight for it. I'm just gonna say uh, Poseidon because he'd have cool pool parties. You'd have cool poop parties. Pool parties. Would you have fun yeah. poop parties for yeah. you and your mm-hmm. friends? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Pan. Pan. Yeah. Okay. A little horse guy. He's a little the Randy dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He seems like he'd know how to party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, not as, a poop party either. Yeah. Well, you well, don't know maybe, that. Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Let's 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 slow our roll a little bit. So, um, our friend. Uh, oh, and I also said. Um, I also. This so I did this for you. Um, I specifically asked people if they have any poems they Yay. should uh, give us poems. So our friend Michael writes in. Hello, Michael. Says there were two captives called Jeff and Renee. <gasps> 
who are shot into space. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think that's us. Yeah, it is. Cool. Who are shot into space one fateful day. Mm -hmm. At the mercy of Dr. Odd, they have to cast a pod. And at this point, they probably won't get away. <laughs> that was a wonderful poem, Michael. I also like the imagery of casting a pod. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. a lot more exciting. Than it, yeah, it's kind of like, like metal working a little bit. But mm-hmm. then I can also think it's like something that somebody from like a show like Yu-Gi-Oh would do. <laughs> like, I'm casting a pod. Yeah, here goes my pod. Yeah. Woo! Uh, um, I, I also think that at some point, we've got to change our theme song a little bit because because i am not seth no it's true so that could be potential yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'll, we'll, we'll see okay yeah michael we might use some of your rhyming schemes mm-hmm. in our uh in our new theme song um michael continues and says uh this is probably the best hercules episode they've ever done I agree it's also one of my first turkey day episodes so that's oh cool. fun yeah. Um, the captain wants to water ski still makes me laugh to this day. Yeah, when they're talking oh, about yeah. how they need to, <laughs> you need to go up. faster. Yeah. yeah. Um, episode highlights for me are uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum rocking a lute, uh, preferring Crayola to marker, and diving into a pool of milk. Something <laughs> tells me uh, this one will all agree on, and so far that is that is true. This is a really great episode. Yes, it is wonderful. Um, I suppose if I had to hang out with any Greek myth, it would be that robot owl thing from Clash of the Titans. Which okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, fine, why not? I wasn't even thinking of like uh, stuff like that. Yeah, hmm. maybe I'll change my answer. I'm still gonna stick with Poseidon for now. Um, our friend Sci, pretty Sci for a sci-fi guy, writes in. Um, there he says he says there's something about these European flex and clinch movies that make it difficult (laughs) for me to keep them separate in my memory it's as if the muscle oil seeps deeply into the narrative that the story's specifics themselves become fluid and slippery even the hero basically meanders out of the plot for most of this one. Honestly, pretty much all I remember about it is thinking that the makers didn't seem to like tigers or armpit hair very much. Uh, yes, that's true. Hercules does kill three tigers. So I really uh, treads the boundaries between prose and poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it's true. That you just rolled that just rolled off your tongue like a rhapsody. I was. Uh, and well, then he also writes a poem. Okay. So you ready for this? Your size poem. This poem goes out to Renee and Jeff, and also the lost lamented Seth. You probably read it in just one breath, now that we're all eight seconds closer to death. (laughs) 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 So thank you, Cy. That That was was a wonderful poem. He apologized for the dark turn at the end, but no apology needed. You know what? Should we actually ever try to find Seth in space? We should at some point. I, I think... Maybe we'll try and get in. I guess I'm a little worried now because, you know, I feel like if you had your druthers, yeah. you would take Seth and put me back in the pod. Um, well, no. Because and I, I really don't want to go back into the I feel pod. like I'm friends with both of you. Yeah. So, um, would you let me stay on the ship if we found Seth? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, sure, you're, you know, vi- verbally abusive to me m- <laughs> for the majority of most days, but I've come to accept it as part of my daily routine. It's part and of my rugged charm. Yes, yes. And I'm I'm also very much a, uh, a, a, a slave to my routine. So yes, that's true. I would be I would be amiss <laughs> to kind of lose that from my life. I like to see if I could slip up little steps in your 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 day. Okay, you yeah, know, you it's, do. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like you know he's he likes to brush his teeth immediately after he wakes up. So mm-hmm. he's he's fashioned a little toothbrush out of out of bristles of discarded hair and things yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, I find his toothbrush some mornings and. Uh, put it under his pillow. Yep. And he can't brush his teeth mm-hmm. right away. And sometimes the tooth fairy takes it. 
uh-huh. yeah it's scary yeah. yeah and see Seth was just like my friend um, who was like friendly to me mm-hmm. so that was uh, the relationship we had so this kind of adversarial thing kind of it mixes it up you grow from honesty yeah mm-hmm. um, <laughs> anyway our friend Paul writes in hello Paul, Paul not, not Paul, Paul. Um, he said this episode wait hang on yeah. Paul not Paul but that Paul not Paul yeah that Paul not Paul okay yeah not the not any other Paul not Paul yeah um uh, he said this that episode- was part of his name now. Paul, not Paul, <laughs> Paul, that Paul. That Paul, okay. Yeah. Uh, this episode is way better than the previous one, Killer Shrews. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Uh, Hercules Unchained really gives Joel and the bots a lot to sink their teeth into. I especially enjoyed the host segments where Tom and Crow grilled Joel about the Queen's designs on Herc. I'm, the- I sure feel a lot better when we're on the same page with the listeners. I do, too. I feel the- like garbage after the last episode. Oh, uh, well, I don't, but I like having uh, adversaries, as we pointed out. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the live in dead is a great answer, which it is what, was. what Joel's final answer is. The nice what, uh, ladies live yeah, in dentist. Live in dentist. Um, I'll probably want to be in the myth about who would be the patron deity of the new city of Attica because it ends up being uh, it ends up with Athena creating the olive tree and I enjoy olives. Yeah. I know Renee will like this one too. Yeah. Yep. I like olives mm-hmm. and gardens. Yep. <laughs> what? Just gardens of olives? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Travis writes in. Hello, Travis. Um, Travis writes in a lot too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we get a nickname for Travis? We need a nickname for Travis. We'll let one kind of come organically. At Tra- some point. Senior, you're not. This is not organic. Tra- <laughs> Traveling Travis. Trav. Trav. Um, Travis says. <laughs> Last night, clong. Last night, clong. In, in reference to the gypsy skit. Yes, yeah, very, uh, yeah. very good. Very um, good. This is truly a classic MST Herc movie full of good riffs. Duh, I forgot how to breathe. Uh, Greek myth buddy, he says. Um, Athena. I like the smart women. Um, and he says, uh, haiku's poetry. Jeff and Renee log. Trebus keeps them afloat. Nolbot off on trip. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, wait, there's another one. Ooh. Dr. Odd and Wigs. Sandwiches, sandwiches, ooh, werewolf butlers clean. Nice. <laughs> and the final, the final uh, haiku from Travis. Seth now watches Wendy's orientation once, so I did too. <laughs> <laughs> These are those are three very good haikus. Thank they, you. They're delightful. And how about this? I'm gonna do a little portmanteau of mm-hmm. Travis and haiku. Okay. Tri-ku. Okay. All right. Perhaps. That, yeah. But Travis. those were wonderful. We Thank can you call so him much. Travis Tricu. Travis Tricu. Yeah. Um, our friend Nick writes in. Hello, Nick. Um, longtime secret listener with Psy, which is this pretty Psy for a sci-fi guy. Uh-huh. Um, but first time poster. Thank you for posting, Nick. Oh, That's thank awesome. you. I thought that, like any group of friends you've known since childhood, the Greek myths have the usual suspects in there. Medusa's your go-to girl if you want to get stoned. <laughs> Daedalus is the high flyer of the group. I see what you're doing here, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I like it. Orpheus is the first to start singing, and then he goes on. He goes to looking backwards and losing his head over an X. Prometheus is the older one. He used to be all fired up back in the day, but his liver's pretty damaged now. <laughs> nice. Oedipus always wants to bring his mom along. <laughs> Uh, you have to pull up a lot of the bull from Theseus, but Aerodine has the best threads. Jason always gets fleeced. Hercules is hard work, and Achilles always puts his foot in it. You can count on sea crops to be legless. <laughs> nice. Uh, trying to get anything done with Sisyphus is a non-starter, and Danae <laughs> is a lovely girl, but she's got a thing for golden showers. 
<laughs> nice. Very good. I, I get the... Okay, it is wonderful. First of all, I love puns. I get the distinct impression that... Nick is a history teacher. He might be, or he might just love puns and uh, Wikipedia. It could be either any either of those is fine with me because that was a fantastic. It was and pun filled email which I love. Thank wonderful. you for writing in. It, it took my mind off the miseries of space for a few sparse seconds. I feel like Nick has set the the new high bar for first listener email as uh-huh. well because that was that was very good. Our friend Matthew. Hello, uh, Matthew. Writes in. Uh, Matthew's also a long time poster so we should we should work on a nickname for him okay i don't want to do two maybe we'll, we'll again or maybe instead of math me math you <laughs> nope not that one that's pretty good yeah, that's pretty good i'm smiling um he says uh eros and psyche and then he wrote his name so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> maybe that's who he wants to hang out with <laughs> he's he's considering himself a Greek myth. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who Maybe Matthew is. Maybe that's just how he life, was. So. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The most famous god of love is Cupid. His arrows. Oh no! This okay. I he's he's writing a poem. So Eros and Psyche is the name of this poem. He's written. Oh. I am so sorry. I am stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a poem called Eros and Psyche by our friend Matthew. Okay. The most famous god of love is Cupid. His arrows turn man and woman stupid. Uh-huh. With desire to sate our carnal lusts, choosing those who are destined to be, leaving others consumed with jealousy. Ooh. Once upon a time, he bore a different name. As Eros, son of Aphrodite, he set love aflame. His own great love was his psyche dear, beautiful beyond which mortals can compare. She shall become the subject of venom so rare. For Aphrodite was jealous from being ignored as men worship psyche, which she abhorred. And soon her mind was consumed with the plan to send Eros as herald of her wrath. Uh, but love soon set him on another path. Hiding his godhood, they married one day. Soon jealous, her sisters came by to say, The oracle has called him a monster. Slay him, or he will eat you and your child. She took lamp and knife, her distress now riled. As Eros slept, she raised the light to see, but found no horror, only great beauty. Surprised, she backed into an arrowhead, and passion inflamed, she woke him from sleep. Seeds of deceit yield a crop you must reap. He fled, and she gave a desperate chase. But there'd be no victory in this race. His wings carried him fast, far and away. Beside a river, she cried to the sky for her lost love, receiving no reply. In woe and worry, she travels the land. Soon fate brings her to Aphrodite's hand. From Circe's to Juno, she learns the truth and swears to serve the goddess' whims. As fast as Hermes' flight, the light of hope dims. Through trials meticulous and terrible, through struggles almost uncomparable, she strives, never knowing her love is near. For while she toiled, feeling such deep despair, Eros recovered in mother's care. The first trial was sorting of the seed, then the river sticks, perilous indeed. That is where Aphrodite commands her, to fill a bottle at the river's source, lastly to Hades' depths with no recourse, seeking Persephone, then to implore for a drop of her beauty, and then no more. Into a box she did drain it freely, to Aphrodite, Psyche then returned, only to find herself once again spurned. Joy turns to grief after her endeavor, Aphrodite swears she'll serve forever, but the wills of the divine often clash, helping mortals to hinder other gods, and by their assistance increase their louds. And so Zeus and his Olympian kind stepped in to help Psyche out from her bind, colluding on the best course of action. Hermes was sent to tell Eros some tales, 
that of his psyche's love-spurned travails. Touched by her devotion, Eros did heal and went off to find her love-fueled zeal. Soon he came upon her in the garden. In exhaustion and great sadness she lies, with tears falling from her, her glistening eyes. Thus he swears upon the sight before him that their love and life shall never be grim. Gently he caresses that tearful cheek, wiping away trails of marring grief. She knows the touch, through time it was brief. The desperate embrace quickly follows. Long-sought words fill the empty hollows of hearts that gave up hope over to despair. Light erupts from dark, flesh and spirit merge. Love bursts forth in a nebulant surge. Eros and Psyche's life begin anew in a lovely palace where flowers grew. On their wedding day, a gift was given of immortality and ambrosia for each day after they meet in symposia. For they watch over us all and they hope that we may find such love within the scope of our lives as they will share forever. Here ends the tale of Eros and Psyche. You may not think it's true, but it might be. Wow. wow. That was awesome. We should do more creative props. Yeah. We have really smart listeners. Yeah, that was a really That was beautiful. Poem. Now the question that mm-hmm. one must ask of all poems yep. is can they stand the test of here? The ultimate test to okay. tell if a poem can survive the test of time mm-hmm. is to see if it can survive being read with the cadence of the night before Christmas. <laughs> The most famous god of love is Cupid. His arrows turn men and women stupid. With desire to sate our carnal lust, choosing those who are designed to be, leaving others consumed with jealousy. And to all a good night. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it I works. think it stands yeah. the test of. Mm-hmm. I think it stands the night before. Merry Greek miss to all, and to all a good night. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. That's, that's a good. That's a good test. Um. Uh. Yeah. And the. <laughs> so. So uh, Matthew wrote this wonderful and lengthy poem, and then Michael just comments, show off. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was a fantastic poem, Matthew. Thank you for sharing. Uh, finally, our friend Steve writes in. Hello, Steve. Um, he says, in which we learn that being a demigod is exhausting. Who would I want to be friends with? I'm not sure I'd want to be friends with any of them. Hey, that, that, is, yep. that said, I think Cassandra and I would have a lot of similar stories to share. Uh, there was oh, and this is his poem. This is this is Steve's poem. Ready? Okay. There was a demigod named Herc. Now this is a limerick. To friends to... and family, he was a jerk. It's still a poem. Okay. Captured by Queen Omphail, who made Lowell's charms look pale, he'd found a woman who let him sleep rather than work. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good, very good, Steve. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Your poems were amazing. Um, Delightful. And this is just how great a cross section of our listenership yeah, very, is. Very such community. such amazing, cool people that we have. Um, so thank you to everyone. Again, that's our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, that's where, you know, we talk about MSD3K things. We talk about our episodes. Um, people write poems. Might put out a prompt for visual artists next time. Ooh, that'd that could be, be fun. fun. Yep. And so the, what is the letter section? That's just describing pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be me drawing a picture of you and clam juice on a okay. metal wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be fun. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, we have a, like, 
one of the best MST3K communities on the internet. And yeah. It gets it gets bigger every day, and um, everyone is just so nice and supportive, and like wonderful. And you're, you're all you're all the best. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at MST3K underscore podcast. Um, we also have a Patreon. Um, if you want to donate, uh, the donation tier right now is just a dollar a month, and that gets you access to uh, uh, other podcasts that we do. It's called Doctor Odd Cinematic Fun Dumpster. Um, every month, Doctor Odd picks a, a film out of his uh, film bucket, um, and we watch it. And this this month, we uh, did Fantastic Four, the unreleased 1994 Roger Corman film, um, the Fantastic Four, which is uh, really awesome and terrible at the same time. Also, um, you can only be a dollar monkey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. You can all be dollar monkeys. Right. I felt really bad saying that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's... You're all dollar monkeys. Yeah, everyone... Well, and that, that's Dr. Odds. Unless uh, you don't want to be a dollar monkey. Loving term for anyone who donates a dollar to our Patreon um, so he can buy candy bars. So, yeah, that's uh, patreon.com slash gizmonic. Um, and that... Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's donated to our Patreon. Um, it's a really fun opportunity to get to watch these movies and talk about them with Dr. Odd. But it also helps helps uh do things like pay for our hosting pay for uh like domain renewals um upgrading some equipment Uh, we're gonna buy some pop filters soon so uh i know that some of you are excited about that i know i am excited you hear the sound yes i hear that song i hear that sound about a million times every time i edit an episode you're not going to be able to hear that sound for much longer so you better enjoy it well it's not this well okay I'm going to explain to you what pop filters do after the show. Yay! Uh, but yeah, so thank you to everyone who's uh, donating. Again, that's uh, patreon.com slash gizmonic. Uh, if you've got a dollar to spare a month, it really makes a huge difference, uh, and we really appreciate it. Um, and uh, if if you can't or don't want to donate any money but still like the show... Um, if you go to whatever podcatcher app you use, whether it's iTunes or CastBox or uh, you know a- a- anything, and just uh, give a-, a review or a recommendation, it helps other people find the show. Um, other if, MSD3K fans. If you fans. personally know Jonah, make him listen to our show, yeah. <laughs> uh, just so we can say that Jonah's listened to the so, show yeah, and then make name, money off of that. If your uh, name is Nolbot and and you're neighbors with Jonah. <laughs> Make him listen to our show. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Thanks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if in, if you know anyone who's into MST3K and also into podcasts, you want to tell them about the show. Um, we, you know, we always appreciate new listeners and uh, and new people in our community because everyone is awesome. So, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, Renee, do you got anything else before we go back to uh, talking to Doctor Odd? Zip zap zip 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 zoom. Is that your new catchphrase for this week? I'm trying it out. Okay. Alright, uh, 6 out of 10. Uh, this has been the audio log for... Alright, 8 out of 10. Yay! This has been the audio log for MST3K, Season 4, Episode 8, Hercules Unchained. Alright, are you ready to hear my next pitch? Proceed. Okay. So, um, I've taken some bologna, and I see, look how I've, I've really taken the slice and just rolled it up really tight. I've never seen so many things I want to unsee so fast. Yes, well, and I, it's sticking together so much because I did put a, a great deal of glue. You can see the paste kind of dripping out the end. So what you do is you want to let this really uh, dry. You want to let it dry, and then I'm going to cut it into... I don't, I, don't know how you, I don't know how you let it dry, though. I mean, because how, how you manage to keep yourself 
from devouring that delicious, <laughs> the delicious slice. product right now. I, I don't know how. I think I might have an idea about how you were unconscious on the floor for a few <laughs> yeah, were you hours. Eating, were you eating bologna filled You know, toast? it's funny you mention that because uh, I was eating something and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, is it? it there's something on the ground there. Yeah. Oh. Man, let me... Oh. Yep. Yep. That was a citronella candle. Again. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> Every not time. Again. Looks Every pretty, time. Looks pretty tasty, Dr. Odd. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it probably. You know what? I mean, this probably does. Like the, it's like the mumps. You can only, like, pass out from it once. <laughs> I mean, this does look pretty good. I mean. Stop eating that citronella candle. Listen to my oh, pitch. Oh, God. Oh, no. How many times do I have to tell you you don't have mosquitoes in your tummy? You don't need to eat well, that citronella candle. I don't now. <laughs> well. Hey, I was actually see. right about the mumps thing. He's, he's still conscious. Yeah, that's true. Mostly. What, what does the Mostly. citronella candle taste like? Uh, I'm going to say a little bit like freedom. Okay. But also a little bit like cleaning solution. All right, all right. And burning. Oh, so is the candle lit while you're eating it? No, no, no. Okay. I, what I do is I like to, uh, I like to turn it. I light it, and then I blow it out, and it gets a good, soft consistency. You know? Man, you're a weird dude, but I get I, it. I think it's, it's like I think when you were a kid, you it. know, and your dad, like, you'd be cooking out on the grill, the barbecue in the summer, and, you know, he'd throw some crayons on there. On the barbecue? Yeah, and then you, yeah. then you eat the crayons, you know, because everyone else is allowed to have a hot dog, but... Dad says you have to eat the crayons in the pot. Uh, yeah, we 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 only had uh, beef-based crayons. Uh, we weren't allowed to have pork crayons growing up. Weird. Yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. Mauve. Mauve was my favorite. At least you got a on-brand citronella. Yeah, that's true. You get the cheaper one. Yeah. If you're gonna eat it. Yeah. If you're gonna consume it, you. It want actually to get says the best. it on the labels. If you're gonna eat it. Burnt umber. <laughs> Also Bur- delicious. Yeah, that does actually sound like a good tasting. Uh, Are we talking about color. which crayons sound like they would taste good? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Robin's Egg Blue. Do you guys hear uh, mosquitoes right now? No, no, that's just the citronella madness. We've gone through this. I think several I hear some before. buzzing. There oh, definitely, yeah. mos- there's definitely a giant mosquito in here. Definitely a large mosquito in there. <laughs> you should eat more to keep uh, safe. It's coming. It's coming for me to eat my blood. Did you do this to him earlier, and that's why he was passed out on the floor? I, Are you egging on his, his citronella know, hallucinations? You know, I was giving you a hard time, but I think I'm really on the oh, same page. Oh, you stay away from me, mosquito man. The lemonade that I make. I know your is, tricks. I know your tricks. I have a lot of Dr. Odd, <laughs> and I can make him miserable. Well, give me this time. Oh, you think you're, you think you're, you're, you're so quick, mosquito man. Well, what do I have here? Oh, look at this. It's a citronella candle. Oh no. <laughs> Not if I eat Where'd this, you get my that other blood one? will be no good for you. Oh, man. It's good. I, and I eat the whole thing. Had you told me five years is... ago I'd spend a day watching a man eat two entire citronella candles, I probably wouldn't have believed well, you. Well, if you weren't so busy downstairs drying bologna, you could watch this all day long. Wait, you do this multiple times a day? The problem is, is that I don't know how much I'm contributing to this or whether he would just have done this on his own. It's kind of like Calvinist doctrine type of thing. It's yeah. Like, you know, it's like Schrodinger's citronella candle. Yeah. It's, it, it's either eaten or not eaten until you turn on the monitor. No matter what path or choice I made, Dr. Oz still would have eaten two citronella candles. Yeah. 
Huh, okay. Well, these were going to be uh, below nose plugs, is what these were going to be when I rolled up the uh, baloney. Somebody say for the nose plugs? Yeah, no, I, that's, that was my invention before you ate that citronella candle and passed out. Man, I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do- Dr. Rod. I feel like I was like in a coma. Uh, have you ever made a time machine? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't just... think he can make a time machine. Okay, well, we just started talking about choices and stuff. Oh, and okay, cool. Wonder if you'd ever made a time machine. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just woke up on the floor. Yeah, hey. I don't know either. Hey. Is there anything good to eat around you that might yeah, bring you some strength? I, I, I hope so because I'm real oh. hungry. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Hey, go ahead, what's Jeff. that? What's that down by your foot, Doctor Odd? It, it, it smells kind of delicious. Oh, what like is freedom. it? Freedom. What is this? Oh no, it's it's a citronella candle. Oh, hey, check out this. Uh, these two pieces of bologna with paste between them. What? Doesn't that make you want to eat that citronella candle? <laughs> I think I'm better at this than you are. Yeah, no. no. It, does look, it does look a little bit... Uh, it does look pretty good. I call this the uh, uh, Bonobos Blonos because I drew a monkey on a Bonobos monkey. Isn't that fun? This candle's delicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I win. Okay, all right, let me try the next time. Okay. All right, let's wait till he passes out. And he's down. Okay, he's down. All right, three, two... One. Now nah, he's still down. He's still down. <laughs> I think we might have killed him this time. Oh, I want him to come back to life just one more time. We'll have to have one the more were- time. We'll have to have the werewolf doctors come over and put a mirror in front of his face. So oh, we can space see gods! Oh, yay! <laughs> hey, oh. it's three. Hey, what? Uh, is it time for you guys to do your dumb show? Uh, uh just about. Yeah, Dr. we're all just asleep. I'm real tired, like I was, it's, it's like I was in a coma. No, you, you weren't, you were just, you slept for about three minutes, Yeah, actually. you just took a little nap, just yeah. a little power nap, a little mm-hmm. cat nap, and okay. while you were sleeping, a man walked downstairs, and he started pouring the wax to make this candle, and he was like super handsome and good looking, and I think that if you ate the candle, you might absorb his powers. What? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No! Ah, see, he failed. Oh, man, remember back in the day when your dad used to put crayons on the barbecue? Who told you that? Well, I just... Oh, I mean, no, everyone's just, dead. I don't know. Did you have been talking to my mom? No, no. Burnt Umber and Robin's Egg Blue. my favorite. And Burnt Umber was my favorite flavor. Everybody! Oh. oh, you oh, said your man. mom's name and your mom appears. See what happens. Honey, the crowns are almost melted just like you like, but still crispy on the outside, and I put a little paprika in there. Do you have burnt umber? I got burnt umber and burnt numbers. All right, screw you guys. It's barbecue time. <laughs>